This is the Stephen Hayes Podcast. As always, you can find this podcast and all of our other podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts under the TVS Network. This is the Stephen Hayes Podcast. I hope everyone is feeling well. I hope everyone is feeling great. I had a great weekend. I wanna, I'm excited about today's show. It was a great, great, super wild card weekend for the NFL over the weekend. If you're a football fan, you saw all the theatrics, everything that took place. It was an amazing, uh, uh, you know, game of of football being played. It was it was it was very fun to watch. Very fun to watch. Now that the Super Wild Card Weekend is out the way, the divisional rounds are set. We have everything set. But before we get into the divisional round, we got to talk about the wild card and was it wild? Let's start with the obvious. Let's just kind of breeze through this game. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers took care of the Seattle Seahawks 41-23. You know, it was one of those games where it's, I felt like San Francisco was playing with their food in the beginning. And it, you know, worked out well for them. I mean, I'm sorry. It could have went bad for them, but it worked out well for them. Because San Francisco first quarter went up 10 nothing. And then Seattle put up 17 in the second, which was absolutely crazy. I mean, absolutely crazy. Took a 17-16 lead in the in the um into the halftime. It was absolutely crazy. But you know, at the end, uh, <laughs> Seattle was Seattle, and San Francisco did the thing. They really did. San Francisco did the thing. Shout out to the 49ers. Um, Geno Smith didn't really show up in the second half. Threw for 253, one uh one interception, two touchdowns. You know, it was what it, it is, what it is. But Brock Purdy, man, had a Purdy game. Threw for over 300 yards, three touchdowns. They just really, you know, and Christian McCaffrey, man, dominant performance. 15 carries, 119 yards. It was just an all-around, you know, dominant performance. Debo Samuel, six receptions, 133 yards. One touchdown. It was a dominant performance. I can't say that enough. Shout out to the San Francisco 49ers as they move on. Um, they'll be playing the Dallas Cowboys. We'll get to that in a minute. But again, shout out to the 49ers, man. Dominant performance. Did what they had to do. Took care of business. Now, the game I want to talk about is the Chargers versus the Jaguars. And what a game it was. Jacksonville. First of all, let me let me say this. When you go back, if you go back, you listen to previous episodes of mine, you 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 hear what I say. I know a little bit, just a just a little bit about this thing here, okay? Because at first I was saying that the Jaguars were going to be tough, but it was going to be tough to beat the Chargers because the Chargers could score and they've been a high-powered offense. I said that, and then I said, wait a minute, I just thought about it. Jaguars have a home game and I'm rolling with the Jags. I have been I've been talking about the Jags for the past month or so about how special they are. Didn't say I'm not saying they're Super Bowl contenders, but they are special. They're not Super Super Bowl contenders yet, but whatever. They are special. I've been saying it. I've been saying how, you know, with Doug Peterson having the experience with coaching in Philly and winning the Super Bowl a few years ago. And everything just plays into the fact that, you know, Trevor Lawrence been on a tear, you know, playing some of his best football since he's been in the league. And, you know, he ain't been in the league long, but whatever the case may be. And I said, I'm rolling with the Jaguars. I got 
text messages, DMs. Wow, you really gonna roll with them? Jaguars put themselves in a ridiculous hole, down 17 nothing in the first quarter, and ultimately down 27 nothing. It was absolutely atrocious. I mean, it was crazy. Went to the halftime, 27-7. Trevor Lawrence threw four picks. You, It was literally crazy. You can't get any worse than that. He threw four picks. Asante Samuel caught three of them. You know, um, it was crazy. It was crazy. And I'm watching... I'm watching Justin Herbert throw the football. So I'm, I know he's slinging the ball. I'm like, man, he's throwing this football. So he threw for 43 times, but he only had 273 yards and one touchdown, which once I saw the stat line after the game, I was like, wait, what? I was actually surprised by that. Cause I just kept seeing him throw the football. I just kept seeing him throw the football. So here's the thing. Here's just the, the astronomical blunder. Like it's just so mind blowing to me for the game. For the game, the Jacksonville Jack, I'm, I'm sorry, the Los Angeles Chargers had 23 carries for the game, 23 carries, 67 yards. And then on top of that, like I said, you were up 27, nothing. Justin Herbert threw the football 43 times, 25 for 43. Why did Justin Herbert throw the football more than 30 you're up 27 nothing you go into the halftime 27 to 7 how do you only have 23 carries for the game austin eckler only carried the ball 13 times for 35 yards he had two touchdowns make it make sense it did it just it, it did not i still don't understand it you're up you have a comfortable lead run the football that's all you got to do run the football run that clock down boom you're good everything's good you get out of there that's not what staley did um brandon staley had a very 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 questionable play calling scheme i you know I wasn't there. I wasn't in the situation, so I don't know what he saw, what his game plan was. I mean, that it was crazy. So anyway, if you've been under a rock and I'm trying to catch you up, here we go. So the Jaguars were down 27-7 at halftime. Chargers comfortable lead. Clearly, I'm talking about this game. So, you know, something crazy had to have happened. Jacksonville comes out the second half on an absolute tear. Again, I get all these messages. I get these DMs. How you going to pick them? Boom, 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 boom. And my wife was even asking me, like, I was watching the game, and she wanted me to watch something with her. And I'm like, nah, she can attest to this. I said, the game ain't over. She's like, it's 27-7. I'm like, the game is not over. I don't feel the game is over. That 27 points never felt like a, a insurmountable comeback. Like, it never felt like they were actually out of the game. I don't know what it was. To me, they just didn't. That's why I watched the whole game. I'm, I'm still thankful I watched every second of that game because I got to witness one of the the most historic comeback in NFL history. So it was absolutely crazy. It 
Now, here's the thing before we even get into how crazy the game was, let's just take a minute to talk about Trevor Lawrence. Like I said, he threw four interceptions. He threw four interceptions. It was just absolutely crazy. He just looked off. Asante Samuel caught three of them. You know, it, it was one of the things I noticed about these interceptions was, yeah, the, the, the interceptions was being, you know, taken, but they wasn't turning them into points. So Drew Tranquil caught one. Asante Samuel caught three. So four interceptions total. No points. Like they they were getting they, when they turned the ball. I think they might have scored once or twice as far as field goals are concerned, or it might have been more than that. But they didn't turn them into touchdowns. They kept getting they kept getting stopped at the goal line. So. That was a key factor to me. I'm like, okay, so no picks. If there were, if it was four interceptions with the pick sixes plus the 27 points that the the Chargers put up, then obviously, yeah, you know, it's a, it's, you know, yes, but no scores, no, no scores on defense. Absolutely crazy. So you know, again, I just never felt they were out of it. So then I'm looking at Trevor Lawrence and I'm like, okay, he's starting to get his rhythm. Second half, he came out, he just looked different. He was looking more comfortable. Ultimately, Trevor Lawrence threw for 288 yards and four touchdowns. The Jaguars came out in the third quarter, second half, put up 13 points. Chargers put up three. Jaguars put up 11 points in the fourth quarter. Chargers put up zero. Jaguars won the game on a game-winning field goal, 31 to 30. Insane. A lot of this loss for the Chargers falls on Staley. Um, again, I said he his his play calling was very questionable, very reckless. I guess you could say at times, but whatever. You know he's gonna have to take that. Um, the Jaguars, man, Travis Etienne. Okay, okay, so Jaguars are down. Travis Etienne carries the ball for twenty times for one hundred and nine yards. Uh, Austin Eckler, 13 carries for 35 yards. It just doesn't. And Austin Eckler is one of the best running backs in the game. But you're not putting the ball in his hands. I don't understand that. Especially when you have such a comfortable lead and you could just coast this thing. I, I just don't understand it, but whatever. So, Travis Etienne Jr., 20 carries, 109 yards. He did his thing. Evan Ingram came out ball, seven receptions, 93 yards, one touchdown. Christian Kirk, eight receptions, 78 yards, one touchdown. Zay Jones, eight receptions, 74 yards, one touchdown. Marvin Jones Jr., three receptions, 29 yards, one touchdown. Marvin Jones Jr. clearly didn't have the performance that he wanted as far as, like, you know, outstanding play. But he proved, like, he was a decoy at times. Like, they had some really good schemes that they ran in order, like, you know, to really get into position to win this game. Doug Peterson with the tricks, as he always did, like he did back in Philly. This is not a this is not a joke. This is for real. I've been rocking with Doug Peterson ever since the Packer days when he was backing up Brett Favre. I've always taught. I ain't saying I wanted a Peterson jersey or nothing. I'm just saying like he was just always a solid backup. He never really got in the game, but he was there. I just remember him being there, like being the the support and the teammate and all that type of stuff. But yes, I remember those those Peterson days. But again. The Jaguars win the game. You know, Chargers got to take this L. They got to they got to sit on this for until next season. Um, I personally, I'm not the type of person. So I'm not the type of person to feel like somebody should get fired. I don't call out people with quality jobs. That's, you know, I ain't trying to take no money out of no man's pocket. 
nobody's pocket in general. I, what I will say is I don't know if you're the Chargers organization, what you do from here, because you had everything right. Like as far as like, you know, you were up, you know, on the road again. I don't get it. Obviously, I picked the Jaguars to win the game. I said the Jaguars would win the game. They did win the game. So it is what it is. It was a hell of a game. Amazing comeback by the Jaguars. They will go on. They will face the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round. Obviously, the Chiefs are a whole different monster. Um, Not going to give a prediction for that one. I think it's going to be a good game. I think people are expecting a blowout. I personally don't. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. But I'm not going to give a prediction for that game. I'm tired of people texting me. That's just I'm just sick of it. I'm tired of people texting me. So not going to give a prediction for that game. So moving on, like I said, one great game. Uh, Miami Dolphins took on the Buffalo Bills. Another great game. Hell of a game. Uh, Bills won 34-31. Miami, man, they, again, kind of like Seattle. Miami didn't score in the first quarter bills put up 14 and it went up 14 nothing bills scored six in the second miami scored 17 in the second quarter then the third half came miami you know miami got some really good um defensive plays going on i think josh allen threw two picks if i yeah he threw two picks three touchdowns 352 yards and miami you know skylar thompson i mean of course but uh Tua being out, Skyler had to step up. He threw two picks. I mean, Skyler, I'm not. He did a he did a decent job. Not knocking him for going in there. Um, I think Mike McDaniel play calling situation again. It was another play calling problem. I think you know his issue was getting the plays together, and, and you know they were running out of time, and it was just a weird situation towards the end. Um, had a lot of delay of games. They had it was just a lot going on in that, and that could have been nerves, like, you know, first time there, whatever the case may be. But you know, I think Miami got a solid team moving forward. I think as long as they can stay healthy with their starting quarterback, and I think you know they have some good pieces, I think they'll be fine. I really do. I think they'll be fine. Moving on, Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals, amazing game. Hell of a game. Um, really like, you know, that. I like Joe Burrow. I'm a big fan of Joe Burrow. Um, he did his thing. Simple game by Joe. 209 yards, one touchdown. Wasn't asking for much out of him. Tyler Huntley came in. He's, he's always been a good backup. Uh, he came in through one. He did throw a pick, but he had 226 yards, two touchdowns. And they made a game out of it. They really did. Baltimore had, you know, some defensive stops. They really held true on defense. And, you know, I think the obviously the, the changing factor of that game was Baltimore was driving and they could have kind of put a seal just to, you know, to me, in my opinion, on the game. And they went up. Huntley went in to die for the touchdown on the go, on the one yard line at the goal line. And he lost the ball. It fell right into the Bengals defensive hands and that ultimately changed I think it was a 98 yard return I'm pretty sure that's yeah it was a 98 yard return so 
crazy, 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 absolutely crazy, you know, change of events because that ultimately sealed the game. You know, Baltimore didn't know how to come back from that. It was a crazy, crazy situation. I think one of the biggest things about this game was I think if you have Lamar Jackson, I'm pretty sure Baltimore wins that game. A lot of people hitting Lamar Jackson and he's taking to me some unnecessary flat because the man ain't healthy enough. And one of the biggest objects, um, one of the biggest factors, I'm sorry, of, of, of what Lamar Jackson has is his legs. And if he is not 100 percent, why would he go out there and play? Clearly, the team ain't showed no faith in him. They ain't paid him. So whatever. Why would he go out there and play? Again, good job by both. I mean, by uh, the Bengals. They took care of business. And now they'll go ahead and then they'll play Buffalo in the divisional. Should be a really, really, really good game. Obviously, you know what happened uh, a few weeks ago on Monday Night Football with the DeMar Hamlin situation. But, you know, for them to come back full circle like that, you know, is I think it's going to be a really good game. Now, the last game of the weekend, the New York Giants. And the Minnesota Vikings. Now, I said, I remember saying it because I, I, I said it. And I played it back to make sure that I said it. I said the Vikings are not a real 12 win team to me. I said this 13 win. I'm sorry, 13 wins. I said the Vikings are not, a, well, at the time, I think they had 12. I said the Vikings are not a real, you know, they don't, they don't scare me. And I said the right team could come in there and knock them off at home. I said that. I also said the Vikings could be in a situation where they play the right team and they, you know, go ahead and get get by. Unfortunately, they played the right team the you know, the wrong way. So Giants came in there. Giants dominated. First quarter 14-7 they were up. Giants dominated. Um, it was a really, really, really good showing by the Giants. The Vikings kind of held on the luck all year with these last second wins, like these these crazy comebacks. And I just never felt they were a serious contender. I never felt it. I, I've said it. I just never felt that like I even when even when they play Green Bay with the game on the line, and you potentially could have been one of the, I think you could have had the number one overall seed potentially. Um, that would have helped you out. You blew it. You, I think you, you got you, you let the Packers put up 41 points on you. So I never felt they were a, a real team. Kirk Cousins, 31 for 39, 273 yards, two touchdowns. Again, it was just an all around bad showing. Hawkinson, TJ Hawkinson. 10 receptions, 129 yards. He balled. You know, Justin Jefferson, seven receptions, 47 yards. It was it was just it just wasn't a good game for the for the Vikings. On the flip side, Daniel Jones threw for over 300 yards, two touchdowns. You know, he ran for 78 yards. You know, Saquon Barkley did his thing on the ground. He had just enough. You know, Matt Breida chipped in a few yards. It, it was it was a really good defensive game by the Giants. That's what really helped them. 
You know, the offense was okay, but the, the defense of the Giants is what, you know, turned things around for them. Now, I'll say this. I'm not sure if Philly coasts, if Philly gets a coast win to the NFC Championship now that they have to play the Giants. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Philly gets a, a coast win to the NFC Championship because they have to play the Giants now. Philly lost. I mean, Philly beat the Giants 22-16 in the last game of the regular season. The Giants knew they had their um, playoff spot secured, so they played their second and third strings. Davis Webb came in there and put up 168 yards and a touchdown. You know, um, Jalen Hurts did play. He threw for 229 yards, no touchdown, but he did throw a pick. The Giants could come, like, the defensive presence that the Giants have now with uh, Thibodeau and, and all these boys that they have on defense. Like, I think the Giants can be a, a disruptor. I'm not saying they'll beat the Eagles, but I'm not seeing the Eagles coast to a win here. I'm just not. I'm not seeing the Eagles coast to a win. I think it's going to be very challenging for them. I really do. I think it's going to be very challenging. I think it's going to be a really, 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 really tough out for them and i do i will not let me say this i will not be surprised if the giants win that game the eagles have been dealing with some in, the eagles have been dealing with some injuries um jalen hurts tried to play the last i think it was the two games to get his feet up under he might have just played only one but just to get his feet up under him just to shake the rust off he hasn't played that much and again you know if you beat you barely beat the second and third strings for the Giants. I, I, I mean, Daniel Jones is a runner. He could take off on you. He got some speed. You know, Saquon Barkley might be able to put the ball in his hands and ground a pound. It's a lot that could play into this. I think on the the right defensive scheme, the Giants can go in there and disrupt. I really do. I really do. Now, moving on to the Monday Night Football game. I said it again. I said that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, first of all, let me just get this out the way. Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost to the Dallas Cowboys 31 to 14. I said that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the eight and it was just ridiculous that they had a home game because they were eight and nine. I never felt that the Buccaneers were a, a serious threat. I said the Buccaneers remind you of a team that is like cycling, like you just put them on just to have background noise. But I also said with Tom Brady and you know the Bucks was getting better at the right time you know still looking old but again I also felt like they could be dangerous I don't remember if I did call me out on it but I don't remember picking in that game but never really trust the Cowboys but whatever um the Cowboys dominated the game in every fact like dominated the game Tom Brady was completely frustrated first of all Obviously, they were down big. Tom Brady. For Tom Brady to throw. How many? Tom Brady threw 66 passes. 35 for 66. Tom Brady threw 35 for 66 in this game. Two touchdowns, one interception. 351 yards. It's absolutely crazy. Dak Prescott was on the money. 25 for 33. 305 yards. Four touchdowns. No picks. Five touchdowns, actually, because he ran one in. 
Tony Pollard, 15 for 77. Ezekiel Elliott, 13 for 27. You know, Zach, uh, Dak Prescott, 7 for 24 and a touchdown. Like I said, he had five touchdowns on the game. This was Dak Prescott's game. It was none, no other game but Dak Prescott. Dalton Schultz came up big for him. Seven receptions, 95 yards, two touchdowns. C.D. Lamb, four receptions, 68 yards, one touchdown. Michael Gallup had five, five catches for 46 yards and a touchdown. It was just a really good showing by the Dallas Cowboys. The defense was was some disruptors. They were they were physical. They were they were really good. Michael Parsons is a dog. He's a beast. They did their thing. They really did. They did their thing on defense. They handled their business. It was a really, really, really. I think Tom Brady, he threw a, a um, Jerron curse picked off Brady in the end zone. And that was his first red zone interception in three years if i'm not mistaken so it was a really 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 good showing by the dallas cowboys again you know michael parsons was absolute he was just he was just constantly getting to the quarterback he didn't sack him or whatever the case but he was just constantly getting to the court no i'm sorry he did get one sack but he was constantly getting to the quarterback and that really disrupted things it really did so I don't know if this is Brady's last game as a buck or his last game in the NFL. I don't really care. Um, I don't know if this was the game that you look and say, I want to. I'm personally, this is just my personal opinion. I'm not bringing in a 46 year old quarterback for one year because I got to do because it's Tom Brady and he's so great. And you got to make so many moves just to to load him up. If I don't have a backup plan, so I don't know what I'm, I'm sure a team is going to take him, but I don't know what team it'll be if he does decide to leave the Buccaneers. Um, ultimately, I would love to see him ride off in the sunset, retire your legacy, been secured 10 years ago, you know, but whatever. I, I just really don't know a team that should take the chance on bringing him in for a year. It's just it's just crazy to me to put all that in into a quarterback yeah if his statue is great but his age and his his physical you know yeah he can still throw the football or whatever but again you have to adjust so much because he'll need you know a nice amount of things at this point to get things done you know and you could say all the time i've heard it for years brady you know did it with with grocery store clerks and garbage men and he was just in you know doing his thing but they the Patriots always had a dog defense they always had a dog defense Teddy Bruschi Rodney Harrison Ty Law you know they all Willie McGinnis like they always had a dog defense let's not forget that the Patriots always had you know they had a good defense if if he was to play one more year as much as I like Mac Jones I would say okay go back to Tampa you know, the Tampa solidified themselves. I mean, I'm sorry. Go back to New England. Um, New England has proven that they're seemingly headed in the right direction. And the defense is solid. I think you go back there. But I don't know, you know, what would need to be done. Because obviously, it's crazy because I wouldn't get rid of Mac Jones. But again, there's options there, you know, to do that. To, or just, you know, do a one day and retire as a Patriot if that's the case. But. Again, that's just my personal opinion. 
I just don't think a team is willing to put that much into one year, you know, to see what he's going to do. I'm not signing uh, Tom Brady for two years. I'm not. So it's going to be interesting. Moving on again, let me call off these division round games. So you got Jacksonville at Kansas City. You got the Giants at the uh, Philadelphia playing the Eagles. And then that's the Saturday games. And then on Sunday, you got Cincinnati, Buffalo, and then you have Dallas and San Francisco. Not going to pick a a winner of any game. I feel like the KC Jacksonville game will be tough for both opponents, but I I feel like that game is going to be closer than people give it credit for. I feel like the Giants and Eagles game is going to be way closer than people give. You know, I think that's going to be a, a field goal factor that decides that game. In my personal opinion, uh, Cincinnati, Buffalo, I do feel Cincinnati has a really good chance. I do, you know, again, not picking a winner, but I do feel like Cincinnati has a good chance. I feel like Buffalo, you know, obviously, you know, with the situation that took place, like I said earlier, but that might be a huge motivation, motivational factor for Buffalo, you know, so there's some things that could play in hand for both teams, but should be a fun one should be a good one dallas and seattle i'm uh, san francisco if if Dak prescott plays the way he played against wasn't well first and foremost san francisco has the best defense but if san if Dak prescott plays the way he played and the game just opened up and slowed down for him you saw it like Dak was on the money if he plays that way, then it's 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 gonna it's gonna prove problems for San Francisco. And then Brock Purdy. Again, you played the Seattle Seahawks. Now you gotta face the dog, you know, in that with that front line, and then you got Michael Parsons back there. You know, let's see what Brock does when he gets touched a little bit. You know what I mean? Like let's see what happens when he gets touched a little bit. So this should be a really, 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 really fun divisional round weekend coming up. I think it'll be, you know, but that's super that super wild card weekend was great. I texted one of my brothers. I mean, the NFL won this weekend because they did. They had a really, 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 every game was really good. No game was boring. No game was not entertaining. It was very fun to watch. You know, I'm yelling throughout the house. Like it was, it was fun. It was fun. I'm just a fan of football. So again, you know, I really, I really enjoyed the, the, the super wild card weekend hopefully the, the division around lives up to the hype that i'm expecting it to but again and i want to do something special man i want to do something special for our listeners if you live in the metro detroit area we're going to be doing a giveaway uh, i think we're going to do four let's see we'll do four tickets we'll, we'll set you up on a voucher to receive four tickets for a motor city cruise game that's the nba g league team of the detroit Pistons, and again you know, I want to do something where we set them up and set you up to to uh, win some tickets. Obviously, with them being in Michigan, you must live in the Metro Detroit area, but you can win the tickets. We'll make it very easy for you to redeem the voucher and get set up. But I want to do something fun, man. So comment on the post. Uh, follow the website. We'll put a little pro- we'll put a promotional package together. But again, if you you could reply directly to this episode and say hey i want some tickets like whatever you want to do if you want to do it on our instagram tunnel vision sports underscore uh 
on our Facebook, Tunnel Vision Sports. Like we plug all that in. So we're going to run a promotional. We want to we want to thank our listeners that are in the mission. Like we, we thank you all. <laughs> But for those in the Michigan area, like we want to do something special for you. So we want to give away some cruise tickets. Again, we'll have a little promotional running. But if you, once you listen to this episode, you could reply directly in this episode and say, hey, I want some tickets and we'll set you up. We'll contact you. So, again, thank you for listening. Hope everyone enjoys the rest of the week. And if you are a football fan, I hope you're looking forward to the next round of football. Stephen Hayes podcast, man, I'm out. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts under the TVS Network. And as always, remember, you can ask any questions or leave any comments to hello at the shpod.com. Again, that's hello at the shpod.com.